Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Trippa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. What's shaking bacon? They're working on my house there, on the house next door to me. Oh? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, Finally. <laughs> that's fun. That, wait, what are they doing on the house next door to you? Oh, well, I, 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 when we bought the house, it was next door to a derelict house. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're pretty in it up. So they're actually renovating it. And so it doesn't look like we live next to a haunted house anymore. <laughs> well, it still does, but it looks like a haunted house that's being worked on. So. <laughs> Well, that's that's fun, but it's also sad because living next to a haunted house would be awesome. Uh, oh, you've so lived in haunted houses, that, you know. so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it isn't actually haunted or else it would be cool. But yeah. it's just, you know, filled with a lot of feral cats. So, <laughs> but hey, it got me a really good price on this house. So yeah, I was, was just okay going to say. That. That. And the neighbors have been really quiet. So. <laughs> Because they're just feral cats. Because they're just feral <laughs> cats, yeah. Awesome. Hey, Kelly. Yeah. We are continuing on the Chakra Series today. I know, right? This is exciting. We're getting down to the nitty gritty, man. Well, we're into the scary ones. Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> that you had mentioned that this is one that, that sort of ties, connects, links, all of it's coming to here. Yeah. Where are we? We're in the third Chakra. Okay. So the third chakra is your power center or your will center, depending on what what reference book you look at. <clears throat> they're related, right? Doesn't they're the same thing. Uh, your power isn't is is directed by your will. So go figure. Same same thing, same place. Um, 
this is also where your inner child lives. And it's also where your identity lives. So it's a huge one, right? And, and it's also where all the stories that you tell yourself to rob yourself of your power and your will live. Yay. Happy joy. Oh, boy. So there's a lot <laughs> happening here. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay. Let's start with the inner child. Because, you know, um, we're actually doing an episode right after this one on soothing the inner child uh, with the sound healing. So sound healing coming up. Spoiler alert. So the... Uh, yeah, I should have done that in reverse order. Too bad. <laughs> well, life goes on. <laughs> um, well, no, we'll talk about the inner child today. And then next week, we'll next soothe, week, the, we'll inner soothe the inner child. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, so your inner child is, your inner child is always young. I mean, they, they never grow up. Right. And so um, they are. You, before you had all the crap layered on you, <laughs> um, <clears throat> although not entirely true because they're also um, you when you were trying to deal with all the crap. So, yeah, so it's, it's a little bit of both. Right. And so the when I when I go looking for the inner child in an energy scan. Right. Uh, what I'm looking for is. Is the inner child happy? Are they sad? Are they well kept? You know, are they in a, a room that has toys and a bed and, you know, furniture? Or are they in a dungeon and their clothes are filthy and ragged and tattered and they're crying in the corner, you know? Or are they running up and down the hallways completely out of control? You know, all of these things are things that I've seen when I've done energy scans for people. And, um, so, you know, generally we're looking for the state of mind of the inner child, right? And the state of being, how well are they being cared for? Because your inner child also becomes your subconscious. And so <clears throat> they're effectively the same thing. And they're effectively the id, if we're talking uh, Freudian psychology. And so, you know, you take all of these things and smush them together and that's kind of how we get to the inner child work, right? When you've grown up in an environment that was not so optimal, your inner child gets a little challenged, right? And so then it's a matter of how do you uh, address that? And for many of us, because we have been trained our whole lives not to be main characters in our own story, the inner child is the one who takes the brunt of that, because they go unseen and unheard and uncared for uh, as we fail to do those things for ourselves, right? And so we've broken trust with our inner children a lot. A lot of the work that we do with inner children is about going in and talking to them. And, you know, sometimes they don't want to talk to us. <laughs> They're like, mm, no, you, you've treated me like crap for my whole life. Why would I talk to you? <laughs> Like they're pissed and rightly so. Right. So, you know, a lot of the times it's, it's a matter of just sitting with them and being with them and letting them be angry and just coming back over and over and over again and proving that you're going to show up, prove that proving that you're going to be there, you know, until they finally capitulate and say, okay, all right, fine. I'll talk to you. 
you know, and then you may have a negotiation process to go through. They may still want to say, you suck. You may have to go, yeah, I do. I'm so sorry. And then they go, well, I don't know. You still suck. Okay. I'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> we can talk more about how I suck. Until you get to the point where you're in a relationship with your inner child and you can actually comfort them and, you know, care for them and take care of them in the way that an adult would take care of a child. It, you know, in, in a nutshell, without having to go into deep, deep level work on a podcast, uh, <laughs> which would be unethical <laughs> and irresponsible. Um, that's, that's the general premise. The next piece is the identity. And the identity is multi-layered for most of us. Okay. Often what I see is the, the identity that people put forward that they want other people to see. So sort of like the mask or the glamour that we wear. And then there's the real person behind it. Right. So sometimes it's like, you know, the, the wizard pulling the, <laughs> pulling the, the levers and pushing the buttons and going, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Right. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, the, a cardboard cut out of you and, and you're hiding behind it. Or sometimes, oftentimes, oddly, I see, <clears throat> um, you know, those, those blow up men oh, yep. that like Gumby that do the, that, dancing, that do the dancing thing yeah. in front of car dealerships and stuff. Yeah. I see a lot of those. <laughs> so it's uh, look over here look at me dance don't pay attention to the person hiding behind the wall right it's um it, it's that desire to appear like you got it all together when you know the real you is you know crying in the corner right so when we look at the identity that's what we're looking for is are you showing your real authentic self to the world and if not, what is the image you're putting up there, right? So, so the identity, it just, it just lives here because this is where, <clears throat> how do I put this? Um, this is where you interact with the world. This is where we begin to, well, that's not entirely true because fifth chakra, you're doing that as well because you're doing self-expression, Right. But it's where you take your intentions to the world, right? Because it's, it's your power and your will center. So it's not the only way you interact with the world, but it's the way that you bring your intentions into being. And it's very hard to do that effectively if you're being someone else. And that includes that glamour. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of reasons why we don't you know, show our, our authentic selves. Right. And, and most of them live in this chakra. Let's <laughs> okay. see. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Right. <clears throat> We're not worthy. I'm doing Queen's world. Don't mind me. I'm all showing my age again. Anyway. Uh, so the, there's a worthiness issue. There is a not good enough, which goes right along with that. There's a martyr syndrome in here that, that um, goes with, this tendency to overwork and overdo and sacrifice yourself on the altar of everyone else's happiness where you come last on your own priority list, right? Which again goes back to good enough and worthiness as well. There is too big, too much. If you had a parent who looked at you and went, oh, 
Yeah, you're a lot. <laughs> you're like, but, but, I, but, but, no, but look at me. <laughs> That's just a five-year-old narcissist, right? Look at me, look at me, look at me. Ah! You know, you can bet I was too much. But <laughs> thankfully, my mother didn't care. But <laughs> I was definitely in the too big, too much category for other people. You know, that's in there and uh, not welcome, not wanted, not important. And then each individual person may have their own stories in here as well, right? So anything we've internalized from someone else, right? So if you had a narcissist in your family, then, you know, the not, the not welcome, not wanted, not important one is probably up for you, right? Um, the, the not good enough is probably up for you, right? The, <clears throat> if you had a sadist in your family, then, you know, there could be something around your pain make, making other people happy, right? If you had a, uh, someone who withdrew in your family a lot, uh, that they, they would withhold from you all love, then you could have something in there that was, you know, abandonment, Right. And so, you know, or if your parents got divorced, you'd have abandonment in there. Right. Because, you know, feel like somebody left you. If a parent died, that can trigger the abandonment piece. Right. And in addition to all of this, as though this were not enough, this is also where our rage lives. Oh, Yay. my goodness. And with all that fuel. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> The rage monster lives, right? And so, you know, this is one of those things that I find a lot with people who come through this sort of environment is that there is a lot of rage, a lot. And people either acknowledge it or they don't. I was just going to say, and with a lot of folks in this in this category, there's a lot of repressed rage that yes. lives here. Yes. So most of my, most of the people I work with have, have really got an awareness of their own rage. They're just like, you know, they're, they're not letting themselves be powerful because God forbid they be powerful and then they lose it because they do, right? <laughs> Every now and again, and the more power you have, the more likely you're just going to lay waste to the world, right? Yeah. I can't be powerful. I will destroy everything. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's actually even worse uh, when you don't acknowledge your rage. Okay? Because it, one of two things happens. Either you end up super depressed because you've turned that rage inwards. And now you're using it to beat up on yourself. You know, because we some of the rage that we feel is actually internally motivated. It is actually, I didn't protect myself. I didn't speak up for myself. I didn't take care of myself. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. And I'm pissed at me, right? And, you know, some of it is well-deservedly external. It's very easy for it to turn inward and be used to completely destroy your inner sense of self. Acknowledging that it's rage and that it had a, a, a reason to be there is super important, right? And the other thing that happens is if you don't acknowledge it, it comes out sideways. 
So if you're not using it to, to beat yourself up, then it will come out sideways and you'll be like, who, little old me? I didn't know anything about that. What? I didn't do that. I'm not the bull in the china shop. What are you talking about? I just told them that I didn't appreciate that. Yeah, you did it with a snappy tongue and a whip of energy that just sliced right through them. And you just you just sheared them to within an inch of their lives. Oh, no, I didn't. I just made a simple comment. No, <laughs> you did not make a simple comment, right? This is what happens when you are unaware of your rage, when you're, when, when you're denying it, okay? Um, one or the other. Now, the thing that you have to, and, and there's a lot of people who go into spiritual bypass around their rage, Okay, because in the spiritual world, oh, you want to forgive, you need to forgive. And I know we've talked about this before, but we're going to talk about it again because it's been a long time since we had that conversation. <laughs> so I don't even remember when it was, but it was a while ago. And so, you know, you need to, you need to feel the rage. You need to give yourself permission to be angry. Because if you don't give yourself permission to be angry, you remember the inner child lives here. And your inner child goes, well, I'm not allowed to be angry about it. Oh, well, then I must have deserved it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Kelly, I don't, I don't like this chakra very much. I, this is I a scary we chakra. We're getting into the scary stuff. <laughs> I, I, I did tell you that there's a reason we start at the seventh and we work our way down because shit gets real, right? It's like chakra <clears throat> to the danger zone here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This one is the, it's probably the hairiest one of all because it is so intensely wrapped up in our identity because it is the identity chakra, right? And so much of what lives in here really impacts the way that we see ourselves, right? So, and it's, it's so, it, it, if you think about the chakras, we did the fourth chakra, which is the heart last time. If you just imagine that there's a figure eight that runs between the third and the fourth chakras, that's really how intertwined they are, okay? Because... When the issues show up in the third chakra, they impact the way that we hold the fourth chakra. And so when we feel unworthy, when we feel like we're not good enough, no matter what we do, then we feel like we don't deserve to receive the love. And then we shut down the heart chakra and then no love is coming in. And then the inner child goes, well, I'm not feeling any love coming in, so I must be unlovable. Right? And so it's this, this vicious circle that just goes back and forth and back and forth. Right? And I, I just want to say this for the record for anybody who's listening out there going, yeah, I feel that. You are lovable. Okay? You are absolutely lovable. And there's absolutely no reason for you to feel like you are unlovable, except that you got so hurt that you shut down receiving. And that's not your fault. Okay? The only thing there is to do is to open back up and let love in. However, do it with discernment. Because when we have gone into this pattern, we tend to surround ourselves with takers. Because we try to make ourselves feel better by being valuable to others. And we do that by overgiving. 
And then we end up with takers in our lives. And then when we try to receive love, takers look at us like we've lost our minds because we're violating the contract. Right. And we, I know we've talked about this before, too. But, you know, if you're new here, there's there's a whole lot of stuff we've talked about before, but it bears repeating. So we violated the contract that says you give to me and I make you feel good about yourself. Right. That's our contract. I don't give anything back to you. I make you feel good about yourself for giving to me. And so when you ask me for something in return, I'm, I'm probably going to be mean to you. Because I feel like you're trying to take something from me that I didn't agree to give. Right? So all of these things go into playing into the process, which is why it's so hard to get out of this. Okay? So that's why it's so important to find communities where people are doing the same work. Because likely the people who are surrounding you right now, if you're just stepping onto this and you're just trying to get out of this sort of negative cycle... The people around you are probably still in that negative cycle and they're probably still, if you've surrounded yourself with other warrior women, (laughs) you know, then they're probably going to go, oh, look, you're showing some, some vulnerability here, you know, shore that up, poke, 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 warrior love, right? Also known as ow, right? (laughs) Yeah. So the, the thing that you want to pay attention to as you're going through this is to make sure that you're picking people who are safe to do this work with. As you're trying to let the love in, you want to make sure that you're picking people who are safe. Okay? And so put up little test balloons. See what kind of response you get before you go all in. Because when you're trying to come out of this cycle, if you try to go all in with somebody who isn't safe, it will sabotage your process. So that's the piece to to pay attention to when you're looking to let love in, right? And this is what we're talking about with that interconnected connectivity of the the two chakras, the right? Three and four. Yeah, exactly. And and you know we've talked about worthiness not actually being a thing, right? In a previous uh, podcast episode too. So huh? we've done so many episodes that, that you know I it, but it's it bears repeating because you know. We've done what 100 and this is what 156, one five seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're we're in fact, this is our three year anniversary of this podcast, and so happy anniversary, Joey. Happy anniversary to you. <laughs> <laughs> and so my goal is to try and put everything in context for you, right? To get you to understand how everything interrelates, so that you understand that this isn't just that you've gone nuts, right? Because so many of us feel like, oh my God, if anybody knew what was going on in my head, I would be institutionalized because, you know, you have arguments in your head with people who aren't there all the time, and then you never say anything out loud to them, right? (laughs) Until you rip their heads off, right? Um, Because they pushed you one step too far, right? Or you've got this constant neediness that shows up in relationship where you're just like, I need to know what you're thinking at every moment because, oh my God, what if you leave me, right? There's that. There's the fantasy thinking when you get into a new relationship of, oh, this is the person I'm going to marry. We will live happily ever after. I know I just met them five minutes ago, but I could feel it, right? 
There's the, I mean, there's so much and, and the constant, the hypervigilance and tracking every single person who's in the room and where they're, you know, where they came from, where they're going and how they're feeling. Right. It's, it's, there's so much insanity that runs through the traumatized brain. There is so much that we go into because of this process that we've been through as children. And there's so much insanity that runs through our brains as a result of it. And so it is simply a matter of, of coming to understand that it's not, you're not, you're not unusual, right? You're not alone. This is the stuff that runs through all of our heads. This is the stuff that we all deal with. We all have some version of this, right? And so you know, it helps, it helps a lot to know that it is not just your personal insanity, right? So, and it, it, I would presume that it helps to know that it doesn't have to be this way either, right? That there is a solution. Okay. So let's go with that as we're coming sort of to the end of time here. There's a lot of stuff to do in this particular chakra. What are some things that people can do to start and focus on this work and actually even identify what the work is that they need to do, because it's got, it's pretty tumultuous in there. It's hard to even tell what, where to start. Yeah, it is. So, you know, number one, sit down with your inner child, just, you know, imagine them sitting in front of you and come get into relationship with them. Okay. And that's just, just imagining it, you know, just sit down and be quiet and talk to them. Number two is, be really honest with yourself about whether or not you're being authentically you. Number three is notice where you get triggered. Right? Because where you get triggered is where your buttons are. Where your buttons are is where your stories are. That's where their work is. <laughs> right? And that's where their work is. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, the the thing about a trigger, and this is, this is the key, a trigger is uh, fueled by a story. So a story is not actually a story. It's a phrase. Okay. So if you say, well, I'm triggered because so-and-so did X, Y, Z, and they did this and they did that and they did, no, 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 no. That is not what your story is. Your story is, I feel unimportant or I feel like I'm not good enough. If it is not an I statement, it is not a story. <laughs> okay. So try to boil them down to their component parts so that you can get to the root of the issue. Okay. And, you know, those are really, and, and you know, the rage is, we talked about that with Hannah um, and, and dealing with that with, with the episode with Hannah, which was, I don't know, like a month and a half, two months ago. Right. You know, that piece is there. That's, that's as much as I can give you on a podcast, really, because, you know, this when when we start getting into this work, it gets deeper. Right. And it gets more complex and it gets more uh, interrelated with a whole bunch of other things. And it's, there aren't simple answers from this chakra down. There are no simple answers. And that was what I was going to ask is. So you do work with people to help them find out where sort of directionally they they can go, um, whether it's a discovery call, an energy scan. These are these are things where you're sort of helping them set their 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 journey 
roadmap, if you will, the, that would be something that would fit in here as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the from the heart chakra up is the divine masculine, right? It's that that light energy. From the heart chakra down, the heart chakra is a transition point, right? From the heart chakra down, you go into what people call shadow work, right? And not to say that that there aren't things in the shadow in the upper chakras, but they, it, it's more intense in the lower chakras, right? And you're also going into the darkness, which is the divine feminine. Great mystery, right? And, you know, you can't do the work in this area in the same way that you did it in the upper areas because in the upper areas you're doing it through understanding right and and understanding and and seeing and you know really getting it right the lower chakras are in the dark and so you can't go in and look for the light switch of understanding it's not about understanding it's about experience and acknowledging your feelings and being with what what has been true for you instead of trying to hide it away in the corners and stuff it into the closets and pretend it's not there, right? From the heart chakra down, you need courage. That's what you need. And so if your courage isn't very strong, you need to build those courage muscles. But again, this is the work that gets you to the place where you are solid enough to do significant energy work. So if you want to be an energetic practitioner, this is the path. This is the path that opens everything else up. Okay. The okay. universe agrees again. And the universe agrees again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for terrifying us today. This was wonderful. <laughs> My pleasure. You know, it wouldn't be spirit sharp <laughs> exactly. if I didn't give you a whole list of things to be afraid of. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and again, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Is there anything you want to say as we're going out here that you want to let people know about? You know, as always, if you want to go deeper in the work, you know, sign up for a discovery call on the website. Um, and we'll talk about the first step in the journey, which is Inner Peace 101. And we've talked about that a lot. So I don't feel like I want to go deep into that. Um, but I do want to give you a Kellyism for the day. Please and thank you. <laughs> uh, and And that's this the gold is in the darkness all right gotta dig to get it yeah no it's in the darkness it's it's waiting for you you just got to be willing to walk into it yeah you know the only monster in there is you and sometimes that can be the most scary monster you face yeah All right. Well, thank you very much, Kelly. And thanks, everybody, for joining. That is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I am Joey C., here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions, with post-production by Christopher Wright. Into my home
up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.